You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, hosted by your favorite home cooks, Erin Walker and Heather Dyer. Join us for inspiration and a new recipe every Tuesday. Here we are. I feel like I say that too much. Here we are again. Here we are. (laughs) We need a song. For our intro, where we go, here we are, <laughs> Miss America. I don't know. <laughs> again. Yeah, we should rewrite the Miss America song, just for us. It's <laughs> oh, good stuff. Okay, welcome to Three Kitchens Podcast. We are your hosts. Over there on my screen is Erin Walker. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm in a very bright sweater, so I feel like I'm glowing today. You are. It's like neon. It's very nice. And I am Heather Dyer. Obviously, since there's two of us and I already introduced Aaron, you know the other one is Heather, so here we are. The other one's me. Well, surprise, surprise. (laughs) Who else would it be? Right. Okay. All right. Thank you for joining us today, Uh, Aaron and listener. I'm bringing the French and I have to apologize right off the bat as I do. Oh, that was the dog opening the door to the room. (laughs) Hi. You couldn't see the dog, but all I can see is the door opening it. (laughs) Every time we do something where we, a French recipe or technique or something where we have to say French words, we always have to apologize because for whatever reason, even though we're Canadian, and French is one of our official languages in this country. We are not French speakers and we tend to butcher. <laughs> not on purpose. We, we try, get a little but... bit silly with the French, don't we? Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so anyone listening who is a native French speaker, I hope I won't hurt your ears too much when I talk about coq au vin. How'd I do so far? <laughs> no idea Cock don't open. ask me <laughs> you're looking at me like I should know I have no idea I'm, sorry. I'm sure it sounds nicer when a French person says it Cacovan, uh I believe translates to rooster in wine uh-huh um, oh I guess chicken would be poulet mm-hmm. so it is the check out that grade four knowledge coming back <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna guess here. I haven't done a ton of um, research into it, but I'm gonna guess the, that this is an older recipe that maybe you used the rooster. Hmm. Rooster is it would be a tougher bird. He's done with his glory days. Yeah, like he's had to do his job for a while. Oh, that poor, poor, poor rooster. Poor rooster. Oh no, strutting around up at five. Doing this cockadoodling again. Five two five. <laughs> um, and because this is a braised chicken dish, I could see if it was a bit more an older animal, right? A bit more time cooking than like a fresh. He's a tough old bird. bird. He's a tough old bird, and he needs a bit more time in the cooking juices to soften him up, right? That's my guess. I think that's a reasonable guess. Yeah. So it is um, chicken in wine, mushrooms, mm-hmm. and I believe traditionally some pearl onions. Oh, Erin, where would I find pearl onions? <laughs> I don't know that I've ever. I've seen them at the store every once in a while. Okay. 
Well, I'll have to do some searching because I honestly don't know that I've ever noticed them, but maybe I just haven't been looking for them. You know what? They're infrequent at best. Mm. They must be a seasonal thing. Yeah. Uh, I'll do my best. If I can't find them, I may just have to substitute. When I came across this recipe as I was browsing Pinterest and thinking, what could I do for an episode? And I came across this recipe. The first thing that comes to mind when I think of Van is Three's Company, the sitcom. Do you remember? Did, were you like a big... I do remember watching this as a kid, but it was oh, a little bit past my prime. I'm older than you are. And we watched the, we watched the reruns. It must've been yes. produced in the seventies. I watched it I think so. 80s yeah. as a kid, but every episode, like many times. And so John Ritter's character, his name was Jack Tripper. And he was uh, so funny, just, just hilarious. And he's like a real ladies man. And yeah. he's always trying to impress dates. And he, and he worked as a chef. So okay. his specialty was Coco Van and he would always be whipping it up in their little apartment kitchen and he'd be like getting ready to serve it to some woman that he wanted to impress. This was his like signature dish and his date meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping it's like impressive and date worthy as Jack Tripper led me to believe as a small child. <laughs> Um, Julia Child also had Coq Auvin in her Mastering the Art of French Cooking cookbook, which brought it right. to the masses, uh, the American masses anyways. Um, mm -hmm. And in her TV show, she um, made it, which I'm sure is a lot of fun to watch. Julia, that's, are we going to do an invitation? I'm resisting <laughs> the, <laughs> the desire to Julia Child it up, but I will I'm, not. I'm going to oh. look up the video at some point and uh, maybe I can channel her while I cook it. But we did, uh, we watched a, at the film festival. Oh, the documentary about A Julia. few years back. Mm -hmm. um, we watched a great documentary about Julia Child. So you can go back and listen to us uh, make all of our imitations there. Oh God, that was so fun. That, that we, was really fun. We recorded that on site at the Canadian Calgary International? Calgary International Film Festival. <laughs> getting a little too big for my britches here okay the, the <laughs> calgary international film festival we went there and recorded the episode talking about this documentary about julia child yeah. and it was a lot of fun there were a lot of voices, uh, voices to be had so if you want to <laughs> hear us and our best julias check that out <laughs> okay let me tell you what goes into cock ovan i've never made it don't even know if i've eaten it so Cool. This is my MO. You know what I like to do these things. I don't really know what I'm talking about or <laughs> what it should taste like or whatever, but we're doing it. Okay. So the information I read says it was traditionally made with the whole bird. Mm. I assume you'd have to chop it up. If you're interested in learning how to chop up a whole chicken, my friend Aaron over here <laughs> did a, a whole video on it oh, yeah. showing us how to deconstruct a chicken. Mm -hmm. Not that I've ever done it, but I've watched you do it in a video. <laughs> uh, that's on our YouTube channel. If anyone wants to go and check that out. It's a great way to save money on your per pound cost per chicken. And if you use all the pieces, I think you get better bang for your buck. We are really full of past episode recommendations today because right? <laughs> there's also an episode where Erin uses the free meat, as she calls it, from the back of the chicken that often gets kind of lost when you just buy it per piece. Mm -hmm. When you have the whole bird and you chop it up the way she shows you, you end up with the back and the meat there is a little hard to access, but Erin tells us how to use that meat and make a delicious, what was it, a rice? 
pollo. Oh, a rose, uh, rice and chicken, a rose con pollo. Oh, so delicious. That's right. The free meat. Free meat. The free meat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a more modern take on this would not be the entire bird. It would be, you could use um, bone in, skin on, thighs and drumsticks. Because of the way it's cooked, you're going to have not crispy skin, which is not everybody's favorite to have to pick out of a dish. So you might want to do uh, skinless. So you don't have to then pick out the skin that doesn't cook quite maybe the way everybody likes it to be cooked. I would say cook it with the skin, but then like take it off before you serve it so that people because don't have to. Because you want tasty. all that fat to melt into your meat and into your sauce. Yeah, that's yeah. true. In my opinion. Uh, okay. I also, I'm reading here that you could use chicken breasts, but I'm going to just say, I've never even made this, but I'm going to say don't use chicken breasts. That is not going to be a tasty braised dish. Yeah. I don't think. Next ingredient in the list is lardon. What is lardon? <laughs> okay. A substitute is slab bacon or thick cut bacon. So what do you suppose a lardon is? Should I do a quick mm-hmm. Google? <laughs> must be a type of pork product it's a fatty bacon or pork fat so it's basically the fat pure fat Ooh, yeah. that's why the substitute is slab bacon or thick cut bacon because you want the fatty bacon you want okay. all that fat delish okay. red wine of course yeah. that's the van of the cock van burgundian wine is the recommendation garlic carrots seems to be optional julia oh, child okay. did not put carrots in hers oh, interesting um other people say they like carrots not sure have to give that some thought i like carrots in chicken dishes yeah good. there's thyme bay leaf and parsley cremony mushrooms um butter of course you always need butter, butter. butter, butter, butter. um tomato paste and flour because you're gonna Thicken your ah, sauce at the end. Okay. It's essentially like a stew, not really a sauce. The whole thing is kind of a stew. Mm. Um, chicken stock, salt and pepper. Now, so there's two schools of thought. You marinate the bird or the chicken in the wine overnight. Okay. And then cook it. I could see that that would be good if you did have a tough old bird. <laughs> a little extra time in the yeah. wine would be good. But you don't have to do it. I'm not sure what I'll do. I'm going to think about hmm. it. I always think marinating. I mean, you're going to add extra flavor to something. Why yeah. not? Yeah. I, if I have the time, I like to do the marinating. I often am like, oh, too late. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. well, it'll yeah, still be okay sure. without the marinade. But yeah, if you've got the time. Yeah. That's how I feel about it too. And since I am planning to do this recipe <laughs> in advance, then <laughs> I really will have time. <laughs> yeah. You're going to cook that bacon fat. You're going to brown your chicken. Oh, yeah. You're going to put it back in the pot with all your other goodness, all the wine and the herbs and all that brown bits off the pot. It's going to be delicious. 45 minutes. Yeah, so then you'll take out your chicken. And if you want to take off the skin first, you want to take off, maybe take the bones out, maybe thicken the sauce, put it all back together. Mm. No, I mean, you can kind of figure out how you want to serve it, but... I'm going to find out when I make it, how we Yum. like it. So we want this to be accessible. So exactly. I'll do my best to bring Coke over to you. Excellent. I'm, uh, I'm excited for you to make this. I think I'm going to add it back into my, my rotation of cooking because I haven't made it in forever. Let's just see how many times we can recommend a past episode of Yeah, one how many episodes? <laughs> 
Hey, do you read the show notes for a podcast episode? For this show, we give a description of what we're talking about in this episode. We talk about our guests if there is one. We link to their social media or websites. We tell you how you can support them. And if you scroll to the bottom, there's a list of links to the recipes that we discuss, past episodes we reference. So all of that is all there and it doesn't go away. So long after you've listened, if you think, hmm, remember that episode when they talked about that recipe? I want to go back and find the link to it. There it is. So don't skip the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Tell me about our delicious old bird. The old bird in wine. Cock oven. So I didn't end up following Julia Child's recipe for a couple of reasons. Because you know that Julia can't just go the easy way. Well, it's French cooking, Heather. It's meant to make you angry. So a couple of th- a couple of steps in Julia's version of this recipe. So mm-hmm. there are the lardons, the uh, oh, the bacon fat, basically that thick bacon slabs right. of bacon. Okay, so. I used thick slab bacon diced because I don't exactly know where, what lardons are, how to get them, whatever. So Julia suggests, doesn't suggest, part of her recipe is you boil it to remove the smoky flavor in the bacon. Oh, okay. Well, what is the, (laughs) what's the point of that? Like, don't we all love the smokiness of bacon? (laughs) I just thought like... Hmm. Huh. That seems unnecessary. It's an interesting step. It's something I've never considered doing. (laughs) She also used cognac at one point in the recipe, which she just lights on fire and burns off. And I shouldn't just say it's Julia. It's the French recipe, I guess. But, you know, it's presented. Julia presented it this way. Right. And I also kind of thought you're already using a whole bottle of wine. Do we also need cognac to have sitting in the cupboard (laughs) forever after? Maybe not. That's true. So I don't know if that would have lent a different flavor to this. Well, the recipe that I used, I thought it was fairly simple and reasonably fast as well. Perfect. So if you're up for it, listener, and you want to go and try Julia's have at it, let us know how it goes. If you want a slightly simpler version of this, here we go. Okay, let's briefly talk about those darn pearl onions. Oh, yeah. They eluded me. I didn't see them them. again either when I went out, (laughs) which is too bad. I I like a nice pearl onion. They're fun to bite into when they're nice and soft and sweet like that. Yeah. I even looked in the frozen sections. I looked for them like in a jar. I thought, hmm, you never know, canned something. No, couldn't find any pearl onion to be had in like four stores that I went to. The season has passed us. Goodbye, pearl onions. Till next year. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. I don't know when the season is, but next it comes around. Perhaps I will snatch some up and pop them in my freezer, and then I'll have them. There you go. For the next time I want to make an old rooster Next time I see them, I am just going to buy them and be like, it's the week for chicken and wine. Yes, that's that's right. Just make it. When you find them, just make it. Exactly. Okay, I used bone-in skin on legs and thighs. You can use what you like. As we discussed earlier, something with the bone, preferably with the skin because it lends some more flavor to it. Mm -hmm. As you do to brown your chicken, you're going to pat it dry, season it with salt and pepper, set it aside in a big Dutch oven, get a little bit of oil, 
on high heat and put that bacon or lardons in there and cook until golden. Take them out. This is going to be the theme of the day. Cook something, take it out. Cook okay. something else, take it out. So get ready to have a few dishes. You need some bowls on this. the side yeah. for the reserves. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. So what I did is I had a bit like a casserole dish that mm. I had set behind my Dutch oven. Yeah. And I was just scooping stuff into it. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're putting your chicken in to brown it in the bacon fat. Oh, good idea. This um, recipe that I was following said, add more oil if needed. You don't need more oil. If you got the real fat, fatty Ooh, bacon, yeah. you, don't, you don't need more oil in there. Uh, don't overcrowd your chicken. Just put it in batches if you have to. Brown it on all sides. Let, let it get nice and golden. Take it out. Put it in that casserole dish with the bacon. And now uh, you also don't want to take out all those little brown bits in the no. bottom of the pan because those are like flavor bomb. Yeah, those are the good pieces, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to leave that stuff in there. Yeah. Okay, this recipe also has one large yellow onion chopped and okay. two large carrots cut into about one inch pieces. So at this point, you're going to put that onion and carrot into the pot, maybe lower your heat a little bit, you don't want to burn that onion that you just put in there. Cook until your onions have softened a little bit. You're going to add garlic into this. Then all the other things that you probably should prep ahead of time and have ready to be adding in, which is <laughs> tablespoon of tomato paste, a tablespoon of flour. Uh, you got your full bottle of red wine, a bay leaf, a few sprigs of fresh thyme, three cups of chicken stock, four tablespoons of butter, and then you've got your onions and mushrooms which we are going to deal with after okay so you've got a whole bottle of wine and yeah. four cups of chicken stock uh-huh wow that is a lot of liquid okay so the other thing that was not in this recipe but that had been it's like in half the recipes you see is yes. to marinate the chicken in the wine so i did do that okay that i i was waiting to ask yeah sorry <laughs> I only did it for about, I think it was maybe three hours. I did it oh, earlier okay, in yeah. the day and then I cooked it for dinner. So I put it in a, like a glass dish. I poured wine. I threw um, a couple cloves of garlic that I'd minced and a oh, couple yeah. sprigs of that thyme in there with it. I kind of just was winging it. The interesting thing that happens when you marinate chicken in red wine is it turns very purple. And, <laughs> and if it's not touching all parts of the chicken, some parts are spotty looking <laughs> right right so i had some funny looking chicken but that's okay i did as you just mentioned i thought it was a lot of liquid okay i that gonna that lie. seemed like a lot that i might seemed... I'm, you might be tempted to adjust that and okay you wouldn't be wrong okay okay and it says to cook until the wine is reduced by half i didn't find the wine reduced that much I don't know. That can take a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I let it go like simmer for about 10 minutes and I still felt like there's a lot, a lot of wine here. <laughs> and I had, to, so I had taken the chicken out of my yes. wine earlier, right? So I just poured the chick, the wine in that I'd used with the chicken. Yeah. And I put the rest of the bottle in there too. And I was like, wow, it's a lot. Yeah. Cause to reduce yeah that's a lot mm -hmm. okay. i think you could and i had let's see i had how many four, pieces of chicken did you have yeah. yeah i had 10 pieces of chicken dang and i think 
one whole bottle was still maybe too much along with the chicken stock. Yeah. Then when you've reduced your wine, if it has reduced, add your chicken stock, season with salt and pepper, get it boiling, then put in your chicken and your bacon and any juices that were in that nice casserole Mm -hmm. dish. You've had it all sitting in, put everything into the Dutch oven. Nice. And you're going to cover it up Put it in the oven, preheated to 350 for about 45 minutes or until the chicken is like falling off the bone, basically. You want it super tender. Mm, Yeah. Now, about 15 minutes before the chicken is ready is when you prepare your pearl onions, if you've got them, and your mushrooms. Oh, so if you've got pearl onions, you still use the diced onions? Yes. Okay. If you don't have pearl onions, did you then use more onion? No. Okay. I didn't. (laughs) I considered, I'm like, what else should I do here? But I couldn't think of a substitute that would be the same as the pearl onion. And and then I just thought, no, I'm just going to leave it. If you have pearl onions, let me just go back to my list here. Got about eight ounces peeled pearl onions and you have eight ounces of cremony mushrooms sliced. I left mine basically in half. Some of them I quartered if they were bigger, just because I wanted them easily picked out if my kids didn't want to eat them. I have one who likes mushrooms, one who doesn't, and I wanted Mm. him to be able to pick them out easily. I kind of like a big mushroom. Yeah, I liked it that way too. Good decision. Excellent. Good to know. (laughs) And I did not pick them out because I like them. (laughs) I didn't either. I ate them all. Okay, so in a saute pan over medium-high heat... Uh, a tablespoon of oil, two tablespoons of butter. Put your pearl onions in there if you've got them. A pinch of salt and brown them. Okay. Remove them to a plate. Of course. <laughs> We're doing this again. <laughs> you know the drill. All right. We're ready for this. You're going to add in another tablespoon of oil, two tablespoons of butter, and you're going to saute your mushrooms until brown. Mm. Maybe eight or ten minutes. Yeah. Season with salt and pepper and remove them along with the, you can put them with the onions over there. When the stew has finished cooking, you're going to take out the chicken. You're going to take out the bay leaf. You're going to take out those sprigs of thyme. Now the chicken, you can decide if you want to remove the skin, if you want to take it off the bone and put it back in, you can do what you want with that. Right. I just left it to the individual eating to determine if they want the skin or not or whatever. So if you put your pot on the stove, you want to try to thicken this sauce. Well... (laughs) There's so much liquid that I didn't have a whole lot of luck thickening the gravy. Right, yeah. And they suggest here a, here's another French word for us, a butter meunier. I don't know if I'm saying that. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's basically a tablespoon of softened butter and a tablespoon of flour, and you mix it into like a paste, and you use that to thicken your sauce. That did did at all here. (laughs) (laughs) Diddly squat, that sounds nice. <laughs> it's just a lot of liquid. So mm-hmm. I think what would be better is just to reduce the amount of liquid. Maybe use half the wine. That might just right. go right there and drink the other half the bottle. That sounds so, like a good solution to your problem. Yes, there you go. <laughs> you adjust your seasoning, give it a taste, see if it needs any salt, add uh, parsley if you like, stir your onions and mushrooms into it. And if you're going to serve it all in the pot, put your chicken back in, or you can put your chicken on your plate, put some sauce Mm. and veggies on there. We had it with mashed potato. Yes. That's cock oven. I hope that made sense. (laughs) It's so funny to to go through a recipe and be like, 
well, I don't know about this. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but it happens to me every time. Life's an experiment and so is cooking, everybody. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I liked this with the mashed potatoes. When I got it from you and heated it up, I kind of put it all together in one pot. So it became really thick and stewy okay. because of the potatoes like mixed in all mixed in so it was really good as leftovers like that and the flavors were really good in there too i do think this would be better the next day i think it's one of those things and to yeah. rewarm it up again it might be thicker mm -hmm. the next day or like i forgot about these flavors because i've i've made it before and then i stopped making it and i really enjoyed the carrot in there and the mushrooms and the wine and i thought that was really good the onions would have been like the onions a little are the extra. like are that little cherry on top right mm -hmm. but you just don't you don't always get them so yeah that's okay i didn't so realize it had two types of onions in it I had read that you could also make it other types of wine. I think I saw a cock or Riesling and stuff like that. So maybe a what I think I might personally maybe prefer a white wine with the chicken. Oh, that would be a fun. Oh, I feel like the red wine goes so well with a dark meat, like a right, like a red meat. I feel like a white wine with this would have been more to suit my palate a little more. I've never thought Delicious. of that. Yeah. Ooh, okay, next time I make this, I'm definitely going to do it with white wine then. What's your favorite white wine to cook with? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't really. Then forget I asked. Yeah, forget that. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Do you have a preference? I don't like the Sauvignon Blanc. I find it too tart or too something, mm. but I like a Chardonnay or a Pinot Grigio. Mm. So those are my two, I only buy wine for cooking. So I'm always yeah. just kind of buying. I really actually like the naked grape wine for cooking with, and it holds up well in the fridge and it's Canadian and it's on the lower cost range. Yeah, I was going to say it's inexpensive. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to try this again with a white. Hmm. So the recipe on the blog, I will, I'm going to adjust the amount of liquid, I think, okay. for that. Yeah. I was even thinking, I wonder if you like, if you had this in a larger pan and you did like a spatched caught chicken, Ooh. I don't need to imitate that. Like <laughs> if you, <laughs> don't worry, no, here I am with my it. elbows up, like, aha, <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is when I wish we did do video. Can we do it? Can we just do a little <laughs> clip of you? <laughs> this is your chicken spread out. Spatched but if you did it spatched, and then covered it in wine and did like the whole thing in like a in a dish like that yeah that's i actually i like that idea because i did think about if you could do a whole chicken yeah i like that idea hmm. interesting thoughts mm -hmm. on how to continue revising this recipe it survived the test of time it's got good flavors and you can kind of play with it French in a lot of different ways don't come at us for attempting to ruin a classic recipe or do you know cool all right make your rooster and bon appetit bon appetit <laughs> and now for the fine print join us over on the socials facebook instagram and youtube and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com remember when you like follow subscribe and leave a review it helps more people find us thank you so much for listening is this our year? Is it our year, Erin? Are we like destined for greatness? Every year is our year. <laughs> we are great. <laughs> That's the attitude. <laughs>